Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good morning, Metroplex. Bobby Belt. Fist pump time on the fan cam when it's supposed to happen one hour from now. This is mine. Sean Shreve, RJ Choppy, and Roberto on the home of the Rangers. The station is heading out over the weekend to surprise Arizona, but this man is already there. And I woke up with FOMO and jealousy as Pat Doney posted part of his sit-down whale alert with the Maddox brothers particularly Greg. And mm. Pat's joining us on the Diamond Factory Hotline from Arizona on 105.3. Positive Pat. The fan. Good morning, Patrick. How you been? What's up, boys? I'm doing great, man. How are you guys doing this morning? Doing very well. How long you been out there? Uh, this is day number four. Okay. And um, it's it's been awesome, man. I mean, this team, the vibe in the clubhouse is just so different with the names they've added to the group. Um, I mean, if when you see like Jacob deGrom walking in, you know, the other guys are kind of like, Oh yeah. Okay. We have that guy on our team. I mean, a lot of the, the dudes like, uh, like Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager, you could tell that they know things are drastically different feeling. And then Bochi just brings such a, a calming presence every day when he comes and does his media uh, availability and just, you know, so much credibility there, obviously with what he's done in the past. So it's been fun kind of getting to know some of the new guys, but also, seeing some of the guys who have been here for a little while, seeing how different they feel with the expectations and with the new people brought in the group, man. And, and you guys know coming out to the desert is just, it's, it's awesome being here every year. It's like a refreshing feel every time you come out to surprise each spring. You tweeted about Bochi's confidence. I mean, Derek Holland was in here yesterday saying he expects them to make the playoffs. A lot of people are talking like that. Is Bochi talking like that as well out of the gate? 100%. I mean, like every single time he's asked about this team, he doesn't like he like cuts the reporter's question off and jumps in and says something along the lines of like, no, no, no. Yeah, I want these guys to expect to be really good right now. He said, we have the pitching to be good right now. We have the guys on this team to be good right now. They know the division is good. Clearly, the AL West is, if not the toughest division in baseball, you know, it's one of them for sure. But they I mean, they start you start looking at some of the pitching that they have in the rotation, the way Bochi has been really good with bullpen use and, and getting the most out of bullpens from the past. And then just some of the other guys that are coming up. I mean, like they're really fired up about Josh young, you know, being an everyday third baseman. And I was talking with Josh the other day about his first game last year 
he had a home run in his first major league baseball at bat, which I can't imagine what that feeling was like. Yeah. After all, he's been through with the injuries, but there, there are just multiple players on this team that feel like they're ready. It's kind of coming to a head all at the same time for this team to be significantly better than it was before, whether it's the playoffs or not. All, I don't know. All, all I know is they should be competitive deep into the season and be in the mix to potentially be in the postseason if everything doesn't go wrong at some point, which I think Rangers fans have to be excited about. And uh, I want you to ask me about Greg Maddox. Ask me about that, please. Uh, okay. <laughs> what about Greg Maddox? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the coolest things I've ever done in my, in my career, boys. I mean, just sitting down, baseball nerd, like 10-year-old version of me can't believe that just happened. You know, sitting down with Greg and with Mike and just talking pitching with them for like 15 minutes. There's the two of them sitting on a couch, me sitting in there, and we, we were actually in Ray Davis's office, you know, because the other rooms were taken at the facility there. So we're sitting there in the About office. About time someone's in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> calm down now. Calm down. All right. So, <laughs> so I mean, just to, to hear his perspective on pitching in general and just to see, you know, the way he talks about it. And, I mean, I flat out asked him. I said, because I had spoken with Marcus Simeon the day before um, just by the cages, and he was talking about how, you know, everybody wonders with the live batting practice coming with these pitchers coming in. You know, he was like, somebody asked me, what does this guy have? He's like, I have no idea, but I know he throws 96 because everybody throws 96, 98 today in, in Major League Baseball, yeah. if not higher. And I asked Greg, I said, well, I mean, does your approach still work? And he was like, 100%. You know, he was listing off the things that they care about and velocity was fourth on the list. You know, it's like it was – uh, location, movement, something else that I can't remember what he said. And then right now, and then fourth, it was velocity after that. And just to see him working with somebody like Jack Leiter, pulling him aside. I mean, come on, man. Like, and, and then talking to Jack about what that was like meeting Greg Maddox and getting to know him and learning from the professor. It was just a really memorable, cool conversation and uh, I'm actually going to have that story on NBC5 on Sunday night at 10 p.m. if people are interested in seeing the extended conversation. But uh, I just it was one of those fanboy moments. And, in fact, the Rangers pitcher, a young guy, told me, I'm not going to tell you what it was, he goes, I'm having a hard time learning from Greg Maddox because I keep fanboying, fanboying over it. Yes. You know, the fact that it's Greg freaking Maddox. But at the same time, like, man, the knowledge has just been off the charts for these young guys. I, I think it's been really cool. Where, where He always sets off an argument. Uh, with with the other all time great. So where was Maddox on, on the Pat Doney hierarchy growing up? For me and Kevin Hagelin, he was one. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think he was one. As I'm, well. I'm not, I'm not talking he, greatness. I'm talking your favorite. Oh, I mean, yeah, no, he was. He was definitely. I mean, I, I loved watching Randy Johnson pitch as well, just because he was so filthy, you know. And then Nolan Ryan obviously was amazing too. But I mean, the thing that you had to love about Maddox was just that. He felt like the everyday man yeah, he did. going out and still dominating, which to me is the reason that like Steph Curry is so appealing in the yeah. NBA Yes, because it's like, he's like the six foot one dude who's out there and can't be stopped. Yeah. You know? And so I think all of us who are not six, seven are like, Hey, look, I could have potentially done this. Obviously we couldn't have, but when you watch somebody like Greg Maddox go out there and dominate the way he did, it makes it feel like, you know, like you have, Wait, wait a second. These are these just unbelievably amazing hitters, and they can't hit this guy, and he's throwing eighty-seven. Like, yeah. what is going on? Maybe yes. I could have. Maybe I had a shot, Dad. You know, it's like because <laughs> he was just so good, man. So yeah, no, really fun to talk baseball with him for sure. Uh, Pat Doney here, join us here at one hundred five through the fence. Also easy not to 
have a hit when you never have to throw the ball over the plate. I knew that was because the umpires are in your back pocket the I entire. Know. I mean, you know, he, he, he oh, should God. be talking to Jack because neither one of them throw a strike. Um, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. There's a lot of Jack Lighter worry, but I saw you tweeting about Kumar Rocker the other day. So, what have you learned, or what have you come taken away? What have you taken away about the young guns? I have zero worry about Jack Lighter. Let me just first start that. Okay, you have to understand. Last year, the transition to major to professional baseball, everything, there is a lot that goes into that. I think there were things that they were working on with him to try and get him ready for the major leagues. All you need to know is that in his first pitching appearance here in spring training, and it's day one a couple days ago, I, I get that, Bruce Bochy described it as, I'm not sure anybody can throw the baseball any better than what I just saw. Okay, so he started off red hot. He looks the part he is clearly comfortable put in a lot of work in the offseason what i love you asked about kamar rocker his former teammate at vanderbilt i really like this kid too and he came out and it was funny seeing him pitch against simeon and seager and some of the veteran guys as they were kind of getting in there and getting their legs under him for the first couple times but it's always funny to see the reaction of the veteran guys who have been good at the major league level and i always kind of watch to see what they say and they walked away from going against Kumar Rocker, and one of them was like, yeah, he might have a future. I mean, like the sarcastic quips about like, this dude is really, really good. I think that those two guys, I mean, the hype is is justified. I think that they have real chances to be really good, and it's been fun, too, to get to know them a little bit. And what I think kind of helps them not be as, like, awestruck about everything, I didn't put two and two together, you know, getting it until this point here, but both of them have that pedigree from their dads. I mean, everybody knows that Jack Leiter's dad is Al Leiter, the former longtime pitcher, MLB Network, and has clearly shaped him. And talking to Jack about that was cool. But then Kumar's dad, Tracy, is a, the former Auburn star, and then he's been a longtime coach. He's the Eagles' defensive line coach. And so he's been around professional athletes and been at huge sporting events and in, in locker rooms and clubhouses his whole life as well, too. So neither of them seem overwhelmed by the moment. And I think that's a good sign when you're talking about early 20s guys who have insane expectations thrust upon their shoulders, and yet they're kind of going out there and they just seem like ho-hum, they're ready for this, they've been groomed for this moment. I think there's very real, the expectations should be real, and I think that these guys have a chance to be good. Is it this year? Probably not. Is it next year? Maybe so. All I know is that I would bet on both of them. I think that both of them are people who are going to be good people in the major leagues and people who have success with the Rangers in the future. Pat, it sounds like DeGrom is going to have his first bullpen session today. Your other impressions of him and your coverage of the DeGrom scare that we had early on, which the Rangers and everyone else has said is now nothing. I mean, based on what I've seen, I think that that's legitimate, that it's really not been anything. Um, Just because I see him go out there and light toss throw and it's pretty obvious that he wants to do probably a little more than what they're letting him do from the beginning, but they're just being super cautious with him. My overall feeling with Jacob has been the conversations I've had. First of all, he's a really likable guy. I mean, and I think that he seems to be somebody who is happy about having a fresh start. He, he doesn't, he doesn't seem like he loves having huge groups of reporters and media in his face mm. all the time. Yeah. And so I wonder if the move from New York city to DFW is going to be really good from him from that standpoint. 
But I mean, just personally, man, he's just, we were talking to him yesterday. He seems to just be a really good father. You know, he's got two young kids and another, another kid on the way. And his, you know, one of his sons just started playing baseball. And he was talking about making the transition to coach pitch and stuff. I mean, just, just seems to be a good dude overall who seems to be happy to be here. And then, like you mentioned, he's going to be throwing today. So I, I can't wait to be out there today to go and watch him finally get off the mound, finally pitch, because I think he's excited to show that he can be the guy who he was before all of the injury stuff. He was pretty good at the end of last season. He points that out often whenever people ask him about being healthy. Well, I came back at the end of last year and I was feeling pretty good. And, oh, yeah, he's the favorite to win the American League Cy Young right now. So clearly there are some people who are pretty smart who are also potentially saying he does have a chance to be great again as well. So I'm fired up to watch him off the mound later today for sure. Pat, everything seems pretty stabilized in terms of what they want to do with the batting order, what they want to do with the uh, positional players. The the only real question it feels like heading into this camp is going to be left field. How do you handicap the left field race? And assuming all these pitchers stay healthy, are the bats going to be good enough? That's going to be the question for sure. I mean, the bats are definitely going to be interesting. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how the offensive game in Major League Baseball in general changes you know with the new rules you know the no shift I don't know if this is getting enough attention the no shift the bigger bases things I, you know the limited pitch uh you know uh pickoff attempts the pitch clock all this kind of stuff I, I think it has a chance to really impact offenses across the league in a lot more ways than what we're giving it credit right now but um back to this team left field is going to be very interesting you know I've worked on a little bit of you know some stories with Bubba Thompson and with Brad Miller, two guys who have chances to win that job out there. Thompson's athleticism is just insane. I mean, he is so fast. He was Jalen Tolbert's quarterback in high school, you know, and so it's fun kind of talking to him about playing football and baseball back in the day. Big fisherman guy. I like him a lot. Brad Miller is one of those like glue guys, you know, like he's got the famous stories back with the Phillies where they were on a losing streak and he bought a bamboo plant and brought it and called it the lucky bamboo plant. And they started winning and they won like nine out of 10 games immediately. And so, you know, the bamboo plant became a thing. He said, he's also willing to consider bringing a bamboo plant to the Rangers if it's needed, you know, at some point, I mean, just one of those, everybody likes him type guys. Um, But I mean, the offense, you know, we'll see like Seager had, had a pretty good offensive year for the most part. Um, You know, Nathaniel Lowe is a guy who I think, uh, you know, could continue to get better considering that they've had the other pieces, you know, that are there to take a little bit of pre- pressure off him, even though he had a nice season. And then Simeon came on pretty strong at the end of last year as well. But it's going to be a pitch first team, in my opinion. And then the question is whether or not the offense can be good enough for them to be really good. But regardless, they're going to be better than they were a year ago. And I mean, in Vegas, they have them with a winning record. The over under, I think, is 83. And I think that's justified. There's reason to believe that. And this group is buying that. There, there is a definite different feel in the clubhouse right now than there was a year ago. Is there a young position player that you're keeping an eye on? Josh Young, the third baseman, for sure. I mean, I just, I think, you know, I think he has a chance to be a really good, a really good player. I mean, there's a reason they took him in the first round a couple of years ago. And the injuries thing have been, you know, unfortunate. And the question is always, is he injury plagued or is it something that was just a couple of fluke things that happened? But um, he seems to fit right in. And I think that he has a chance to be a guy who, when he doesn't have to be the feature player on the team, I think he could be somebody who is sneaky good in 2023 
you know, as like, you know, batting seventh or something like sixth in the lineup at that point. I just, I think that I like him a lot personally. And I also think that he has a lot of skills. And I think that um, he could be that kind of really nice corner piece at third base that is a, uh, it's a really nice addition to this team as, as an everyday player who has the injuries, hopefully, you know, for his case, in his case, in the rearview mirror at this point. Thank you, brother. Thanks for waking up with us and have a great trip back home. We appreciate it, Pat. Anytime, boys. Have a great day. Good talking with you. Pat Doney, our TV partner, NBC5 on the Diamond Factory hotline here on Sean and RJ. The biggest story in sports right now, the scandal at Alabama. Should the player and coach be gone after what happened yesterday? We'll get into it next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 